Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thanks, Steve. Today I'll be speaking with a gentleman who is traveling all over Europe while he runs a business from the road. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by WordCamper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping and how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on every topic. There's no wrong time to get started. So for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. When I caught up with Roland Friedel, he was parked in Western Spain in a community where he attended college more than 30 years ago. This spring, he moved full-time into his motorhome, or caravan as they called him in Europe. Prior to that, he had only used the caravan for vacations, but opted to go full-time in April. Roland travels with his dog and cat in what appears to be a Class C motorhome. He can do his business anywhere he has electricity or an internet connection. Roland produces television shows online and also serves as a consultant and a coach. For the past 14 years, Roland has been living on an island in Spain. He's always traveled extensively for work and would sometimes be gone for six to eight weeks at a time. But he always missed his dog. This year, he decided to take his pets with him on his travels. So far, Roland has traveled through the southern part of France, as well as Poland, Portugal, and Austria on his way back to Spain. From there, he plans to visit Italy and the Balkan Peninsula. Like many Americans, Roland loves traveling in his caravan because of the flexibility it offers. For example, he did not plan to visit France this year. However, he was very close on one of his trips, so he stopped to visit for a few days and wound up spending several weeks. He loves the community that develops around campgrounds. Roland loves to cook for other RVers, and they often invite him over for meals too. To tell us more about his European travel experiences, please welcome Roland Friedel to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Roland. I really appreciate the time. Tell me a little bit about yourself and where are you in Europe right now? Yeah, hello, Craig. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Actually, I'm right now in the north of Spain or... Yeah, northwest of Spain in Salamanca, or close to Salamanca. I came here because I attended the university 32 and 31 years ago. So I came back to the city and I met my former girlfriend. So that's why I'm here. Oh, that's fun. In Salamanca, Spain. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I understand you are full-time RVing now, or caravanning is what they're calling it in Europe, correct? Yes, I moved into my motorhome April full-time before I, I used it just for working or for vacation, but I moved into it full-time, yes, in, in April, April, May, June, about six months ago, more or less. What kind of motorhome do you have? It's a German, it's a German brand. It's a Detlev, actually the largest one they're offering. 
are, it's a, we call it an Alkofen. I don't know how to say in English. And it's actually for six persons. So it's just for me, my dog and my cat. We have plenty of space. I need the space because I'm not only traveling, I'm also working a full time in. I'm, I'm broadcasting TV shows. I coach and consult my clients online. So I need the space. Yeah. What? For Europe, it's quite large, but for the Americans, it's a mid-size, I would say. <laughs> I can imagine. When I was in Europe a few years ago, the motorhomes were very small compared to American standards. The largest okay. one would be very similar to what we would call a Class C, where there's a sleeping compartment above the driver's the driver, and that was considered a really big motorhome back in Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we get the, here the roads are a little bit smaller. What prompted you to do this? You mean moving into motorhome? Yes. And it, it actually, it was always a, a kind of dream. Actually, when I was a student many years ago, I was thinking about that. Then I finished university, you start settling down, doing business or uh, getting a family. Then you forget about your dream like many people do. And then actually a few years ago, I was in Bali and at, at the time. And I always missed my dog. I was always traveling. I always see myself as a world traveler. I was always traveling around the globe, uh, not only for exploring other cultures and nature, also for working. And I always missed my dogs because I always was traveling for four, six weeks, sometimes longer. So I missed my dog. So in Bali 2017, I said, okay, I went online and I said, let's look for a brand I love to have. I ordered it when I came back to Europe. And then in 2018, I got it. I used it for vacations, as I said, and, and moving into it full-time worlds after 14 years spending on the beautiful, uh, on this beautiful island of Mallorca in Spain, which has been my home base for 14 years. I went a little bit sick. I was a little bit sick and tired of this island, especially with the travel restrictions the last two years. So I decided, okay, let's move full-time into the home, travel Europe and see what's going on. Oh, that's fun. So what, have you been all over Europe to all of the countries? It's a motorhome with vacation, a few companies, but when I started four months, six months ago, I spent about three months in Austria, my, my home country, was traveling there, had some business appointments. Then I spent, I don't remember, six, seven weeks in, six, seven weeks in France. And then I came, two weeks ago, I came to Spain and now I'm traveling the next three months through Spain, slowly from north to south. And then from Portugal upwards in spring. Back to Austria, and then from there, I think I go to Italy. I will travel Italy, and then the Balkan routes. Yeah. But the, the point is, Craig, the plan is not having a plan. <laughs> the plan is not. I love that. That's very good. And that's one of the benefits of our being is that you can go wherever you want to and stay as long as you want. Absolutely. I really I experienced it. Uh, actually, on this trip, for example, I, was, I went to the Atlantic coast. It was not the plan in France, but I said, oh, when I go to Spain, I come very close. So let's go there for two, three days. And then I spent three weeks there because it was just fantastic. Not only the location, I was very close to the beach. I met uh, beautiful other campers. I was cooking for them. They were cooking for me. So we really had a nice community for three weeks. And yeah, met a lot of nice people. So I, I spent three weeks instead of three days there. Yeah. What are some of the other fun places you've been to with your RV? Oh, man, so many good places. One of my favorite countries was Poland. I was so surprised about Poland. Actually, I went there with my girlfriend, and she, she is from Austria too, but she has Polish roots, so she speaks the language. I was just amazed about the country, how beautiful it is. The diversity, you have the North Sea, the beaches, actually it's called the East Sea. You have the lake area, you have amazing, beautiful cities, all renovated after the war. Beautiful, very friendly people. 
And to be honest, the food was much too good. <laughs> much too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gained some weight. No, I really love more. Well, actually... I love every place. So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just open to everything. And then some countries, I don't, I wouldn't say this country is better than the other one. And I love the diversity, Dif- different landscapes, different people, different languages, different cultures, different food. I love the diversity. I wouldn't say this is my favorite country. That's fun. Countries are so close together in Europe. It's almost like traveling from state to state here in the United States, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Especially when you go to, I don't know, to the Netherlands or Belgium or Austria. In less than one day, you are through. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You said that you traveled with some dogs. What kind of dogs do you Right now, it's only one because my rich pig unfortunately passed away this year. But I have a, now I have a girl. Actually, she's outside. She's my alarm system, the best one I ever had. She is a mountain dog. Her mom is a Marimano Abruzzo from Italy, and her father is a Caucasian of Chaka. So it's a really large mountain dog, normally used to protect your cattle against bears and wolves. And but I, I, I had there in my farmhouse in Mallorca. She was very protective, and now she's protecting my motorhome, which is really good because some areas, especially in France and Spain, are not really safe, especially close to cities. I'm scared. Especially when I stay in the wildness and the nature, nobody's looking for you, but some cities are really dangerous and she's very protected. And then I don't, can see it behind me on the outcoven and on one of the, on one of the beds, there is a cat. He is also, it's a he traveling with me and he's used to run out. He's strolling around in the light and comes back in the morning for breakfast and then we travel again. So he never disappears. He's always around the area, strolling around and coming back. He, I guess he loves traveling too. Are there any restrictions for traveling with pets in Europe? Going from country to country, I would think there would be some different laws or regulations that you would have to to abide by. No, not at all, because actually almost all countries are part of the European community. community. Uh, of course, you need a passport with vaccination stuff for the animals, yes. But there's no. it's only one restriction when you go to Norway. Norway is very strict. It's so in the north and the Scandinavian countries. I guess you have to do additional vaccination the border that is not older than two days or something like that. It is Norway. There have been restrictions when you go to Britain, but I think not anymore. But the rest of, no, you just travel free. No, you just have to bring your passports for the animal, yes. But no, no restrictions. That's no. wonderful. How long is your motor home? I don't know in inches, but you've been size is nine meters long. Nine meters, okay. So they bought long. 27 27 feet here in America. Okay, very good. Yeah, That's like that. plenty big for you. You travel with yourself, but your partner joins you every now and then? Yeah, she was with me until 18th of August, and then she flew back from Asse to Vienna because she's traveling a lot. She's traveling with her shaman. It's a group of shamans who travel around the world, and sometimes she's jumping in, yes. Have you faced any challenges on the road yet with your motorhome or just in, in trying to find places to stay? In the French Alps, yes, I had a problem with my engine. I mean, the, the engine is almost brand new. I had an uh, engine, uh, I don't know, all the alarm systems went on, <laughs> you know, the lights and the sounds, and it has no power. So especially in the mountains going up, I guess I, it was it was not faster than walking, and I was really scared that I cannot make the, the mountain, the hill, I go back. And there was no no service station around. I drive an Iveco, that's the truck company from Fiat. No, no service station. I found a small one that could help me. Actually, they gave me the wrong advice. So I was traveling with this broken engine almost two weeks until I came to a large city. And they could fix it. It was just a tube was broken. They ordered it. I had to stay overnight and then fix it. 
But it was challenging for two weeks, especially in the month, because it's up and down. Down was no problem, but up was really scary because I was really afraid I can't make it because I have seven, I don't know, se more than seven tons. So it's quite heavy. <clears throat> this was one challenge. And no, 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 no. That was it. So, exactly. yes, very good. Very good. And so how do you support your lifestyle on the road? Are you working well, actually, Yeah, I work from I work online. Actually, I do the same like I, I did the last 20 years, 25 years. Caused by the pandemic the last two years, everything moved on remotely and online. So this was just, just the perfect timing for me. <clears throat> what I do is I run a consulting company in Switzerland. So we coach, consult big companies like Xerox Worldwide, many managed high-tech companies, but multinational companies, but also startups are yeah, helping them, optimizing the processes. I do a lot of leadership training, coaching, executive coachings, workshops. And as I said, two years ago, everything moved remotely. So I don't have to fly because what I didn't like with my job the last year was always flying because actually I was delivering, facilitating workshops, except Australia on every continent, yeah, from the US, South America, Africa, Asia, Middle East, Europe. I was a lot of traveling, even when I was in business class and five-star hotels. But it was quite exhausting. And now I can work online and I really enjoy it because most of the online workshops are just half a day. It's not a full day. People cannot focus a whole day on a, on a screen. And for me, it's amazing. I deliver, for example, in Europe in the morning, a four-hour workshop, and then I go to the beach or go hiking with my dog. Or I delivered in, actually, in May, June, July, I was delivering for U.S. and Canadian companies. So I did sightseeing in the morning and was delivering my time late afternoon evenings. So it's a nice combination. You're not hanging around at home or in a hotel room or in an office. You just work and then you do whatever you want to do on the road, like a tourist. That's nice. And you don't have a problem getting an internet connection? In some countries are better, some countries are worse. <laughs> Interesting, you know, the former high-tech company, Germany is the worst one with the connection. Really, the network is so poor outside of the cities. In the former European companies, like like Poland and Hungary and all the countries, just that they have the perfect network. They really build it from stretch. Really, in France, it was very good. Here, I'm standing here. Like outside of Salamanca, this university city in the north of Spain, is there's nothing here. I have a 360 degree view of this plateau. I can see many kilometers. Just a lot of agriculture. I'm standing here on the top, and the network is good. Yeah, absolutely. Really but to be honest, I, when I read it, when I do like broadcasting or broadcasting a show or delivering service uh, to my customers, I always try to be close to cities. So if it's not working, I can start the engine just say, sorry, give me 15 minutes and I'm in the center of the city and then I can broadcast, of course, off. or I'll do an online workshop. But not in Europe, quite good, yes. That's very good. And do you have any problems finding campgrounds in Europe? Can you just drive in and find some place to park or do you have to reserve space and campgrounds months in advance like they do in many states here in America? No, but depending where you're going, depending on the season. When you go high season, you know, vacation here is July, especially August here in Europe. Then you have problems in the Mediterranean Sea. When you go to Spain or, I don't know, South France, Côte d'Azur, or when you go to Italy, of course, it's booked over. But I don't go there in summer because I'm, I've been living on a beautiful island for <laughs> many beautiful summers there. So I avoid these places. And to be honest, most of the time, I don't feel on campgrounds. I just stay anywhere. It doesn't matter. So it's some countries have restrictions because it's too much. It became very trendy, especially the last two years. So more and more motor campers are on the way. And to be honest, the new ones, they don't take care about nature. They don't 
put away their waste and stuff like that. So of course, some people or, or tourists are really don't like the trend. So there are more restrictions, especially when I go to Portugal. My friends told me staying in the wild is totally forbidden, especially on the coast. When you go inside the land, it's better. But in the coast, it's totally restricted, very expensive to find you. But I go on a camping site only when I want to see a city and there's no other option than using a camping site. Then I go there. Actually, I also use it to wash my, do my laundry sometimes. But most of the time, just like here, I stay just wild. Or most especially in France and also in Spain, for campus, when you go sightseeing, they have special places. That doesn't have a camping site, but you have a parking ground. Sometimes for free, sometimes you, you pay five or 10 euros for 24 hours. Some of them are offering electricity, but I don't need because I'm fully self-sufficient. I have a, really a power plant on my roof, a huge one, but it's well organized. Yeah. yeah. Very but, good. So most of the time, I'm not staying at camping grounds. It's more for families. Your families who have kids who, who need animation or a pool or something like that. I don't want it. To be honest, I stay in the wild. I love to be by myself. I love to go to cities for half a day and then I go out of the city, find a place like here on a, in a monastery here. I love it peace and quiet. I want to see the stars and no light pollution. My cat can run around. I can do dog walks. I can write on my book. I can focus on myself. And there's actually, as I said before, in the wild, there nothing is happening. There is no crime in the wild. Nobody's looking for you. Is it expensive to do that? You mean what? A camping site? Yes, just to camp anywhere. Do you, can you just do you need a special permit to do that, or do you have to pay any money to have permission to be able to use that land? No, no. When you go on a public land, it's no problem. Sometimes when there's an owner, then I ask them if it's okay for you when I stay here. I don't need water. I don't need electricity. I'm self-sufficient. I bring my garbage with me, so don't worry about that. So that's not a problem at all. As I said, some countries, like especially like France, they're really open. So the police sometimes came, but just saying, is everything okay? That's quite cool. But some companies, as I said, like Portugal or the other side in Croatia, Slovenia, it's forbidden. Actually, it's forbidden in Austria, but I was in Austria. I was standing in the wild for three and a half months and there was never, ever a problem. That's wonderful. I mean, you're not allowed to camp. I mean, you're not allowed to bring seats outside and barbecue outside, but you can stay there and yeah, no problem, no problem at all. Do you have any advice? But I don't like campsites because you're, you're staying so close with other people. You, I don't like this. I don't like this. Same thing here in the United States now. That's exactly right. You're fingertip to fingertip away from your neighbor. Yeah. That takes the fun yeah. out of it. So a lot of people are exploring boondocking and now that they have the ability to use solar power to extend their stays without having to be plugged in, that's making it a big option. Do you have any advice for people who may be contemplating jumping into a full-time RV life? As I always say, also in my coaching session, or uh, uh, one of my companies, it's called Wireless Life Rocks, where I coach people who want to have the same, as I said, crazy lifestyle for myself. First of all, I say, always keep in mind, do it because you want to do it and don't do it because you're escaping from something, because you, all your problems are coming with you. <laughs> That's a very you good... take yourself on board. That... You take yourself on board, okay? That's one point. Secondly is most people say, Roland, it's quite cool because you're making money. Yes, on the road. But to be honest, I started my business 25 years ago. It's not like many campers who see it's a trend and giving up their jobs and giving away the house and starting a business from stretch on the road. I think it's quite difficult because you don't have the network. You don't have the experience. You have to build up trust to your clients. So I wouldn't recommend that to go fully. When you have some savings to just say, okay, for a year, I can make a year living in a motor without any income. Then you're fine. You have no pressure. But otherwise, I wouldn't say because I, to be honest, I don't know how it's in the US, but here in Europe, 
There are a lot of fake videos on YouTube about people doing van life, but I know them personally. I know them. They don't make any panic. Is that right? Okay. So my advice is, first of all, don't run away from something. <laughs> Secondly, first of all, especially when you have no experience, maybe you rent one for a month alone or with your when you're traveling alone before you buy one, if it's really that what you want, because it, there are dark sides. Some days it's perfect, but it's not 24-7 just happiness. You have problems maybe with the engine, or especially when you buy an older one, it breaks down. Maybe you don't find a spot overnight or people break in or whatever. So there are challenges, of course. So my advice is rent it first, try it out if you like it, first of all. Secondly, when you, you go as a couple, I mean... It's limited space. <laughs> it's limited space. So when you're in trouble in your relationship, I don't know if it's a good advice to go <laughs> just a small space, especially when you're in a season where it's two weeks of raining, you cannot escape when it's sunny and somebody can go out, walk a dog or do something else. But when you're really caught for two weeks in heavy rain, it's quite challenging. So think about that. If your lead partner does want this, if it's both of you, it's just one. Trying to get the other, do it with me. Not a good idea. I know it from many friends. Relationship broke. Just when one person loved it, the other one did it as a favor, didn't like it, not working at all. This is my second advice. Third advice is, as I said, if you have a business that you can transform or, trans or do a transition, already had a transition from analog to digital, perfect. And otherwise, when you start a new one, be sure that you have some savings. That's a very good point. Thank you so much, Roland. I know we've spent a lot of time together, but I really appreciate all the insight and the advice that you've provided. This has been a lot of fun. I thank you so much for inviting me. I enjoyed interviewing Roland Friedel about his experiences traveling throughout Europe in his motorhome or caravan. It has to be very different to travel through Europe. Countries are often so close together that traveling between them is as easy as driving from state to state. However, the cultures are vastly different from one country to the next. Fortunately, many of the countries have adopted English as sort of a common language, and changes to the European Union have virtually eliminated borders between the countries. Norway still has some special restrictions, but all member countries of the European Union have opened their borders to citizens of those nations. Ironically, the only passports are really needed by animals, which includes vaccination dates and health status. Roland admitted to having some challenges on his journey, especially when his engine had mechanical problems. Fixing his motorhome was a bit difficult because the repair centers are generally located only in larger cities. However, internet connections are relatively good because many of the countries have built their networks from scratch. Because the RVs or caravans are smaller in Europe than they are in America, generally people have more places to park, especially on public lands. However, many private property owners are willing to allow RVers to boondock for a night on their land as so long as they don't require any services, like electricity or water, and they take all their trash with them. It's also frowned upon to turn a boondocking site into a campsite by setting up chairs and firing up a barbecue grill. I enjoyed interviewing Roland because he offered a different perspective on RVing in a foreign country. He said that it's possible to rent RVs in Europe for a few weeks or even a few months, so American RVers looking for a unique experience might consider spending time overseas. However, there is not a network of work campers in Europe, so you'd have to be financially self-sufficient to make it work. There are several companies offering rental RVs in Europe, 
simply search online for Rent RV in Europe for more information. Roland's email address is in the show notes for people who want to connect with him. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a diamond or platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's show. If you have a story about your work camping experience that you'd like to share, I'd be happy to schedule an interview. Send me an email at podcast at workcampershow.com. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Work Camper Show. Hope you get a chance to enjoy a wonderful fall week before the snowflakes begin falling.